The Oklahoma City Thunder do it again. They beat the LA Lakers with a 19-point comeback. SGA was a superstar tonight. Josh Giddy still impacted this game in a different way, though. And Darius Baisley loves playing against the Lakers. That and much more on this team win for the Locked On Thunder podcast. Your Locked On Thunder podcast is your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder every single day. And now let's get into the show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder game against the LA Lakers, a 19-point comeback win your Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder led by SGA and Josh Giddy. It was impressive. And what Josh Giddy did tonight, despite the box score, was very impressive. SGA was simply a star. Darius Baisley loves playing the Lakers, and it was a true team win in La La Land for the Thunder. This podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, it's brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more just a tasty, just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's the unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's. They're always there for you. I am loving it at McDonald's. I'm loving this win by the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have two wins this year, both against the LA Lakers, who have championship aspirations. And not only wins against the Lakers, but dramatic come from behind wins where the Lakers just got disoriented. The, the Lakers just got out of it. You saw the beef between Russell Westbrook and Baisley last game. This game, Carmelo Anthony just starts yelling at Lou Dort for some reason. He gets fresher with Lou Dort. The Lakers are good against every other team except the Thunder. The Thunder just for some reason have their number, and we'll see them play again December 10th. Cannot wait for that game uh, in the Paycom Center. This is a great game. And you all are great because you're listening to Locked on Thunder. And so we thank you for that. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day. So subscribe for free or free on all platforms, including on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere for free on all platforms. Locked on Thunder podcast, your daily listen. Thank you so much for that. We start the way we always do with our game overview. Injury report. Lou Dort was active. Gabriel Deck was not. Vit. Trey, Wiggins, Watson Jr., all, of course, in the G League. LeBron James is out. Remember, he's out for at least a week for the Lakers. Kendrick Nunn is out as well. Trevor Reese is out. Taylor Horton Tucker is out. And then AD did play. Dwight Howard did play. And Wayne Ellington did play after being listed on the report. Jay Huff was out. And then Sekou was a DNP coach's decision. Last game between these two teams, the Thunder came back from down 26 points. Tonight, they come back from down 19 points. Of course, you have the Russell Westbrook drama with Darius Baisley. The Thunder came into tonight one and six. The Lakers came in five and three. And the Lakers even struggled a bit to beat the Rockets earlier this week, even after blowing that 26-point lead. So it doesn't seem like they've woken up at all. The Lakers start this game with Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley, Kent Bazemore, Anthony Davis, and DeAndre Jordan. The Thunder start the game with SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, and Derek Favors. 
So how in the world did the Thunder win this game if they're not taking their first lead until the fourth quarter? Well, they come back from down 19 points. It was looking very bad at halftime whenever the Thunder just could not hit water out of a boat in the first half where I was asking for Twitter questions for the podcast tonight. And we will use those on Tuesday and not get to them tonight because there's too much to talk about tonight. But on Tuesday, we'll do that after recapping the Spurs game Monday. So you have until Tuesday to go to Twitter and ask questions there at Ryland underscore styles. Don't have Twitter, no problem. Use the email, lothunderpod at gmail.com. The Thunder, again, did not lead to the third quarter, I mean, to the fourth quarter, could not hit water out of the boat in the first half. They finished the night, though, shooting 43% from the floor. The Lakers shot just 41%. From three, both teams shot 36%. And then surprisingly enough, LA hits 82% of their free throws. The Thunder hit just 69% of their free throws. Uh, Not a nice game from the line for the Thunder. The Thunder won the battle in the paint for points, 42 to 36. The Thunder lost the second chance margins, 30, uh, 11 to four. And then they won the fast break points, 23 to 19. Surprisingly, the rebounds were dead even at 48. And then the Thunder did lose the turnover battle, 16 to 13. But the real reason on how the Thunder won this game is simple. It's three letters, S-G-A. This kid is a star. He hits it from the logo, the L in the Lakers logo. He hits it from there. Dagger hands the Lakers the L from the L. It was an incredible shot by SGA. He scores 28 points tonight, six assists, three rebounds, shot 40, uh, shot 52% from the floor, 57% from the three-point line, and only two turnovers, six for six from the line. So this was an efficient night and a great night from SGA. We, we've seen him uh, have these great scoring outputs and then not match that otherworldly efficiency that he had last year. Tonight, he put it all together. The otherworldly efficiency, 52% from the floor, 57% from the line, 100% from the free throw line, 50, 50, 52, 57, 100 free, uh, you know, shooting splits would be phenomenal. 28 points and loads it up, six assists and three rebounds as well. Only the two turnovers, which is impressive for a guy who's getting double teamed constantly and trapped and is recognizing that and getting the ball out of his hands safely and keeping the possession for the Thunder. A steal and a block on the other side. SGA is a star. We can dance around it. We can try to guard our hearts from it, right? We can try to wait to see if he makes an all-star game first. The all-star game is completely political and it based a lot on other factors and just play on the court. There's no denying if you watch SGA play, this guy's a star. This guy is a bona fide star. And tonight could be that switch night. That, that night where you flip the switch for SGA. Much like that Bulls night last year. Remember the Bulls game? He almost single-handedly drugged this team back from down 22 points against the Bulls. Had that outrageous fourth quarter. And that was the first night where you saw SGA's kind of killer instincts. That first night where you saw SGA stop passing up good shots for great shots. Stop passing up average shots for great shots. And started taking matters into his own hands. That was the first time we saw that last year against the Bulls. This can be one of those turning point games. And for SGA, he's had those moments, like last year against the Bulls, and actually ran with them, unlike other players on the team. So you have to believe that this can be that confidence booster to put SGA in that next gear. Because no matter if the fan vote says so, or if the politics of the player vote says so, SGA is a is an all-star in this league without question in terms of on-the-court production. 
but he's much more than that. And tonight, that flip of the switch that we saw was the emotion, being that emotional leader. This was the most animated SGA we've ever seen in Oklahoma City. He was electric. Now, he jokingly blames it on Ty Jerome hyping it up, and so he saw Ty Jerome hyping it up, and so he got really excited. But he was screaming, he was yelling, and he had that he had that edge to him all night long. And it just all kind of just kind of had an outburst, right? It just overflowed after that logo three. But that switch happened emotionally, and you could see it in his game. Because Mark said during during the post-game press conference that Oh, I didn't see the three because I was trying to get Kendrick into the action and I, and I looked up and the ball was in the air. You know, it's funny. You know, it's a, it's a good ha-ha moment. But if you didn't see the three, I would not blame you because nobody expected, as good as she has been, and as we all know, he's worked on that three-point shot and worked on expanding his range, worked on expanding his perimeter game. Nobody expected him to pull it from that logo. Nobody did. And Mark also joked about how it was bad clock management. He'll have to run laps for that. But nonetheless, nobody expected that. And we're seeing right before our eyes, Shea evolve into that guy that has just unworldly confidence in himself in a good way. And is going to take those tough shots. He's going to make those tough shots. I think what's so good about SGA is that he's a star and he's calculated. He's not going to shoot you out of games, but he knows the time and place. He knows what his team needs. He's going to deliver. He'll deliver more times than he doesn't. And the change we've seen from him as a perimeter score has truly turned him into a three-level score. He already had a nice mid-range game. We know what he can do at the rim. We know how he can just, just slither his way to the rim and find a way to dissect the defense and get to the cup. Just find a random way, find a random path. And if, if there were such a thing in the NBA as baseball's route efficiency, the route tracker of SJ to the rim would, would be just a, a line that made no sense at all, but it somehow worked. He's that fluid and he's that he's just that slippery to the rim. We know he can get to the rim. We know he can pull from the range. And so now he's making these difficult threes. And so now there's nowhere on the floor that you can be safe when you're defending SGA. There's nowhere on the floor where you can put your hand down and, and relax. Now, the Thunder still need to build this thing out, remember? But they've got one of those guys at least. And right before our eyes, SGA is becoming a star right here in Oklahoma City. And that's a motion we've never seen from SGA before in his entire career. And yet these people tried to tell you in two games into the season that SGA was disinterested and didn't care about this team, didn't care about his season, didn't care about anything like that. Don't listen to people outside of these Oklahoma City walls. The people that that say that stuff, they don't watch the games. They see he's a good player. They see he's on a team that's losing games, and they just want him gone. He is is jaw-droppingly amazing, as is McDonald's. McDonald's is incredible. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been there for you for tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for study groups, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or the away team can recharge. 
It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and to refuel. We all remember the Little League days of going to McDonald's and then stopping there after the games. It was a fun time in our lives, and now it's here for us every single day to get us through the day. You, you always are on the road somewhere traveling and going to games or whatever you, you like to do, and you need a quick, reliable place to stop. And at any and at anywhere you go across the world, you can find a McDonald's. So go to McDonald's. And we even have a chance, if you want, to have a Lockdown Thunder watch party at McDonald's. So tell me about that down below. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I want to say right now about our good friends over at Calm. Calm is awesome. Do you know what makes LeBron James King James? It's sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. And they've teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on the physical fitness. But there's another side to the game that's just as important. It's mental fitness. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation and has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become a champion version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. Do not have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain and sleep better, reduce stress, and perform your best, just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. He says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and my mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to the bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge, end quote. So if you head to calm.com, calm.com slash locked on NBA for a limited time, you're going to get 40% off of your calm premium subscription. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. You have access to nature sounds. LeBron James loves like rain on leaves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations that you can do to get you ready for challenges that your life throws your way. Again, limited time only. Our listeners can join LeBron and use Calm and get a 40% discount as a Calm premium subscriber at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. That's calm.com, C-A-L-M.com slash LockedOnNBA. And we're back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. at R-Y-L-A-N underscore C-I-L-S. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day, and we really, really appreciate that. Subscribe for free on all platforms. That way you never miss an episode, because we're here every single day, including on the new YouTube uh, page, Lockdown Thunder. So for your second listen, though, after this podcast is over, which we still have a long ways to go, go check out Lockdown NBA to know what's happening around the world of the NBA in the NBA landscape. But SGA is a star. He's electric. And if this is SGA not caring, then I never want him to care. I just don't. There's there's just no words for how great SGA is. But Josh Giddy tonight also stood out. And it might be crazy because you know he he goes over two from three, two of nine from the floor. But as a 19-year-old kid, 
as a rookie in the NBA to not have it offensively as a score, but still heavily impact this game and heavily contribute to winning. That's a great trait to have. And that's a great trait to already have kind of, kind of nurtured because in this game, his shots were short tonight. It looked as though, and, and again, it, it's hard to kind of know this because we're not Josh Giddy, but it looked as though he had no real lift. He didn't have fresh legs, didn't have the bounce. And it looked as though kind of the, the traveling and the schedule of the NBA kind of firstly has worn on him for this first stretch. Now they get two days off and return home. So he should be bouncing again on Sunday. Uh, but it looked like this was the first game where the NBA lifestyle kind of wore on Josh Giddy a bit. And there was a moment in this game where Josh Giddy gets DeAndre Jordan switched onto him. And after attacking Paul George against the Clippers and attacking Anthony Davis in this game, he has the not so fleet of foot DeAndre Jordan on him. And we know that Josh Giddy's a downhill attacker and settles for a three. And of course, misses as he goes over two from three, goes two of nine from the floor, but does not let that take him out of the game. I think it was clear that, SG, that, that Josh Giddy had no uh, real offense tonight in terms of a scoring production, but instead of kind of packing it in or, you know, trying to you know, kind of snap and clear and go to the next game within this game, he rerouted his thinking and said, okay, how can I impact this game still when I know I can't score? And he did just that. He had in this game, eight assists, including a jaw dropping inbound pass cross court, a fastball to Darius Baisley that would make him the ace of many major league baseball staffs. The Darius Baisley for three and basically cashes in eight rebounds as well. Five of them coming on the defensive end to end possessions, which you know is a huge deal in the NBA. You cannot give these NBA teams in general, any team, more and more chances to score. And it's especially difficult against a Lakers team that's very big and much bigger than the Thunder. And so for this guard to have at 19 years old, that ability to end possessions is a huge deal. His fingerprints tonight were all over this game. Only four turnovers tonight were the young uh, kind of playmaker for the Thunder. Three steals and a block. He made his presence felt. Josh Giddy impacted in this win. And you could argue Josh Giddy is the second most impactful player on this Thunder team tonight in this 19-point comeback, even as he goes 0 for 2 from 3 and 2 of 9 from the floor. And so, again, having that skill set, having that ability to impact the game in a multitude of ways and still impact winning as you don't have your best stuff, because we know his best stuff is being able to attack downhill and score at the rim and knock down one or two threes and, and even have a mid-range shot here and there. That's his best stuff along with those other things. But to still have those other things and not take yourself out of the game and psych yourself out, that's a trait that that is rare. And you're seeing that with the Thunder you know, prospects on the other side of the, of, of the ledger. But Darius Basley, he must just love playing the Lakers. And he is a clutch sport athlete. It makes you wonder, should clutch sports trade for him on the Lakers and watch him become the best player of all time? No, but seriously, Darius Basley was awesome. And, and I know that he's a polarizing player. I know that, you know, he, he is not somebody that Thunder, the Thunder fan base loves talking about because everyone has kind of made up their side and made up their mind, and you're either fully done with him or you still believe in him. But no matter what side you fall on for tonight, for this isolated podcast talking about last night's Lakers game, he was incredible. 14 points, five rebounds, an assist, a steal, and only three turnovers, 54% from the floor, 66% from three. And 66% from three on two of three shooting from three. Only three three three-pointers. 
The rest of his points, the rest of his offense came from slashing down the lane, came from backdoor cuts, came from relocating on offense, and Josh Giddey threw the needle to him. Josh Giddey on a lob pass. That's how you use Darius Baisley. That's how Darius Baisley succeeds. Now, how can Baisley build on this? He handled AD as good as you can really handle him, only had one foul against him. And this is a huge credit to bounce back from two games that were just indefensible, right? The the Warriors game, the Clippers game were bad. You know that on this podcast, I've tried to contextualize Paisley's game and not just shrug my shoulders and say, oh, he's just a bad player. Like, that's not the case. He's a good basketball player in general. And so I, until, you know, Saturday's game and, and Monday's game, never felt trapped or never felt trapped into that what line of thinking of, oh, he's just a bad basketball player and, and he's just bad. But there was no contextualizing Saturday and Monday. He did not play well at all. And he'd be the first to say that. And he bounces back tonight in a big, big way. And even in this game, after those two terrible games that we all know were bad and that you cannot excuse away in any fashion, you cannot qualify in any way to make it seem like a good game. Tonight, he starts out slow. Josh Giddy beats him a beautiful bounce pass as an entry pass into the paint. And he smokes reversally up, just blows it. Just blows it. And from that point, Darius basically had to make a decision. Am I going to let this play snowball where now I'm pressing and now I'm already behind and I'm trying to catch up and I'm trying to do too much? Or am I going to forget about it? And he forgot about it. He was very efficient. He was very good tonight. And he continued to play the right way, continued to attack the rim, continued to, to go downhill. And he was rewarded in a big way. In a big way. And I say all that to say this. He has to build on this. There is going to be no excuses come Sunday. This was a really good game. And this was how you utilize Darius Baisley. This is the blueprint. It's 14 points. It's five rebounds. It's an assist. It's a steal. It's only three turnovers. It's efficient from the floor. It's only two threes. We're around that around that you know range of shooting three threes a game. Three, four, five, somewhere in that range. Not, not creeping towards 10, creeping towards three, right? This is how you use them. This is how you play basketball for Darius Baisley. And there's no excuses come Sunday. You get two days off, you're returning home, and you're playing the San Antonio Spurs. You have to be able to turn one good game, one great game into another. You cannot afford a step back here if you're Darius Basley. We've had enough step backs from Darius Basley, and not the SGA kind, I might add. This is how he'll be defined as a basketball player. And I like Darius Basley. I think he has a ton of potential and a ton of ability as a basketball player. But what defines Darius Basley's career is can he be consistent? And there's no excuse for being inconsistent come Sunday. He has got to turn this game and make it repeatable. At least repeatable once, and then we'll work from there. But so far, he has not turned a good game into another good game. He's got to start that process Sunday against the, against the Spurs. Coming up, we'll talk more about this game. But first, let's say right now, but our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar because Thanksgiving is right around the right around the corner. And with all the great food and treats and plenty of them, 
Maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is a new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. Upwards of 300 calories. And that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go to the Raspberry Built Bar instead of the Raspberry Pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, high, uh, high protein, low fat, low carb. Covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving is not coming soon enough, go get a Built Bar or two. So share some with your family at your family gatherings. There's going to be new surprises all month long. Limited time only flavors at BuiltBar.com. And check back regularly for that. Also, they'll have a Built Bar Black Friday sale. So market calendars and go to BuiltBar.com using the code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com on all your orders. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And so I want to get back into this game, but thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single day. We're here for you every single day. You can go check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast to help you win your fantasy leagues. Now, Derek Favors deserves a hat tip in this game. Another good game from him. He's kind of settled in a bit in these last two games. This time, though, in a 28-minute stretch, 5 of 5 shooting and 11 rebounds, 10 points. So maybe Derek Favors is turning the corner and is kind of settling back into what we expected Derek Favors to be as a veteran uh, after a really good game against the Clippers and a good game tonight. But Lou Dort makes his return. He goes 3 of 11 from 3, 4 of 14 from the floor, 6 of 6 at the line, including some clutch, clutch, clutch free throws. Had some had some shaky moments at the rim, which you really uh, would like to see him start making progress there uh, in his career at this point. Three turnovers, three rebounds, three assists, 17 points. And the difficult part of this game was the shooting. He's been really bad from three all year long. He's been bad at the rim all year long. And so you would like to see him get back to where he was last year or close to it from three. I don't want to make any sweeping judgments here until at least 10 games played for these players. Like it feels like anything less than 10 games in a two game season is just way too small. But I would say on a concern level one to 10, Ludor's three-point shooting is at a two and a half because I do believe that he's going to be a good three-point shooter. I believe that the sample size we have from last year to this preseason at times is substantial enough to believe he can be a league average shooter. And so when you have a slow start and even the league averages are down and so the league's not shooting well, a new basketball, blah, 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 blah. I'll give him time to adjust. I'll give him time to adjust and try to see uh, what he can do. Ty Jerome though. Him and Kenneth Williams were two of the reasons why the Thunder won this game. Uh, two of the biggest reasons why, in terms of bench players especially, why the Thunder won this game, because Ty Jerome was a huge spark plug. And it was, it was impressive because Jerome started slow. I think he started over 3, maybe even over 2, uh, either war. Uh, 14 points, 3 assists, 3 rounds, and then he also got Shea very, very hyped up after that logo 3. Uh, Ty Jerome, again, it's impressive because of the slow start. And because, as a shooter... We always hear shooters say, I need a rhythm, I need a rhythm, rhythm, I need a rhythm. Jerome has not gotten into any rhythm this year because he's kind of been, you know, 
done the hokey pokey in another rotation. You put Ty Jerome in, you put Ty Jerome out, you put Ty Jerome in and you shake them all about. It's just been a hokey pokey rotation for Ty Jerome. And he still stayed ready and he contributed in a big way to this win. Kent Williams, same sort of way, really steadied the ship, really got in there and helped this Thunder team win by being a calming presence on both ends of the floor. 13 points, eight rebounds, two assists and a steal. And then on the point of consistency, Pokoshevsky did not build on his best stretch of his career, uh, but only does get to play in 10 minutes and goes 0 for 4 in those minutes. For the rotation, another game where Isaiah Roby does not play coach's decision. I am interested in seeing uh, what the Thunder do this weekend. Uh, so the Blues start tonight on Friday night, and then they also play them on Sunday. I don't think that, Ty, that Isaiah Roby will be sent down if he does get sent down. On Friday, he could, but I don't think so because they're just going to be getting back to Oklahoma City at some point Friday, and I don't know if you want him to fly in immediately play but sunday if you have no plans of playing roby against the spurs or if against the spurs he's only a blake break glass in case of emergency get him some run with the blue why not and so that's the benefit of the blue playing in the paycom center and playing in oklahoma city you can afford to do that you can afford to get these guys running get them right right back up with the nba team to be connected to your group and your unit and then and then play in the following NBA game, but he only has a DNP coach's decision. Tim Maldon only plays four minutes. Muscala only plays six minutes. Ty, uh, JRE plays in 10 minutes or 9.58 to be exact. And then Pokashevsky plays in 10 minutes as well. The bet of the day, I had Oklahoma City plus 12. Oklahoma City cashes in plus 12. Moneyball pick, SGA is what I picked and he leads the team with four. So that's right as well. MVP of the game, SGA. He was awesome tonight and he turned himself into a star. Song of the game, is Leaving L.A. by Father John Misty. If you listen to that full song, you should tweet me or email lothunderpodigy.com or tweet me at RylanSourceStyles. If you listen to that entire song, you deserve uh, a follow back or whatever, something of, of any sort of small value I can give you because it's a really good song, but if you make it through the whole thing, kudos to you. Uh, so we'll be back Monday to recap the Spurs game. We're here for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free on all platforms, including the new one on YouTube. And I cannot wait to see if Baisley builds on this game. And if SGA has truly flipped the switch and if Josh Shitty has his legs back, we'll talk with Coach after practice on Saturday. So you can follow along on Twitter for that as well at Ryland Styles. Until then, be good and be good to one another.